AJ Almendinger joining us here in the Freak Nation, Lucas Oil Studios. And AJ, I caught up with you just before you were qualifying and again, calm, cool, collected. This is, of course, for the Phoenix races. You're running for the championship Saturday night. And and I took it as, as though you will, you were. And then we came to the conclusion that you've been playing with house money hmm. all year. Uh, but at the same time, when you're contending for a championship, I don't care if it's house money, your money, the boss's money, you lose that championship. Did, did it sting as much as it would have if you knew you had the best car out in the track? No, I mean, obviously still disappointed. We'd like to have at least fought for it, you know, but that was one of those things that going into that race, we knew that Phoenix wasn't our best racetrack. And, and in the spring, I, I wasn't you know, really quick there. And as a whole, call it racing has never been overly fast there, but yeah, of course you'd still like to go out there and fight for it and, and contend. But, uh, we, we knew we had an uphill climb. We, we worked hard to prepare for it and we tried to focus on the areas we lacked in, but you know, over the last couple of months, even throughout the playoff run, if you take out the role, well, we've kind of been a fourth to seventh place team. And, we know there's a lot of areas in the the off season here that we got to work on. So, you know, at the end of the day, sure, it it was sad that it we never gave ourselves a, a great shot at it. But, you know, with this format, it, it's it's one of those things that, as we saw with Daniel Hemrick last night, did a fantastic job. Um, looking forward to having him as my teammate next year. But, you know, it comes down to on that any given Friday, Saturday, Sunday on on championship weekend comes down to four drivers in that series and whoever nails it that that day they're probably the champions and it doesn't take away anything that has happened this year so i think that's kind of the way we all looked at it and sure we wanted to finish it off the right way but it didn't happen and i still wouldn't change anything about the year the way it's played out was there a time in the race at phoenix raceway saturday night that you said to yourself i ain't got it or are you that kind of guy that says we still got it as long as that that car's on the track, and I'm on the lead lap. Well, I mean, I, I there as the runs would go on, you we could see. I mean, the 22 was crazy fast. The 18 had a, a lot of speed in them too. But you don't want to give up, you, you know. So mentally, I knew, okay, we just tried to make the car as best as we could. And I thought we we started the race qualifying wasn't great. We started at 12th, uh, the first stage. We kind of got to seventh or eighth, and I thought by the end we had made it a. a at best, a fourth, fifth place car, but we were going to run anywhere from fourth to sixth. And then if a late race restart happened, it was all, it was game on. We've won a few races this year on late race restarts. So I just wanted to, to stay in it. Unfortunately, there, uh, that last, the, the really last long run, uh, we didn't really tighten the right rear tire. So that was falling off and never gave ourselves a shot at it from there. Ugh. AJ, you referenced earlier with this format. Do you think it is a fair format to have a race at Phoenix Raceway? It's a different track than anything else on the schedule. Do you think it's fair to end the season with four drivers vying for a championship on a strange track, a not real familiar track? There's really no wrong answer to this because I think there's great arguments on all ends here. I agree. I mean, it, it's you're going to have the the – the certain group that says that shouldn't be based on that. It should be based on a full season of, of, you know, the body of work and, and how the points play out. You can even have the group that wants to go back to the old, at least 10 races amongst 12 or 16 drivers. And, you know, they fight it out for the championship. And then you gotta, you know, you're going to have the people that 
love this because it's down to four drivers and you know whoever finishes the best there is, is the champion and it always keeps that that excitement level and and that edge of the seat because you don't know who the champion is and until the checker checker flag falls you know especially in a cup season or an xfinity season uh with 33 to 36 races the points get spread out so you could see many a times if you just let it play out that the championship would be clinched before the last race of the season. And, you know, that's that's not great for, for the the excitement level when it comes to the last race of the season. So it's all fair for all of us. We all have the same chance to get to the Final Four. And, of course, you know, certain racetracks suit certain drivers. And But, you know, at the end of the day, the four of us that are there, we have an equal chance to go win it. So, that's true. you know, I don't I, – I don't I, – I don't really put a lot of thought into, gosh, I wish it was this way or that way because it's not, and it's not my call. It, this is you, you play by the rules that you go out there and it's set for you. Well, you also referenced how great this season has been your most memorable moment. I think I might know it, but I want to hear it from your end. Well, I mean, it's uh it's for sure the, the win at Indy yes. because it was so ex- unexpected and Indianapolis is a place I've always, I mean, dreamed about like at times thought it would never even come close to happening you know and it was funny the way that weekend played out because i really thought we were going to kiss the bricks on saturday (laughs) because we had a fast race car uh we were qualified pole by i think three or four tenths we were uh got had a horrible first stage and got back to the lead and and i thought okay we're, we're pretty good here but you know with the stage racing especially in the xfinity races because the stages are short it puts you kind of in a bind and you have to make a decision as a team. Do you pit at the end of that, before that second stage ends and give up the points and go for the race win? Or do you go for the points? And we went for the, uh, going for the points in the stage win. And it played out to where we never really got a shot to win the race. Cause the caution never came back out and Austin won the race. And I was really disappointed. So to go to the cup race and the way that played out, like <laughs> and we just spent all night, Kissing the bricks, drinking, having a great time. I mean, hell, you heard me talking after that. Like, so that was a great memory. But uh, the way we won Bristol and to win the regular season championship was a close second. Decisions like that, AJ. How many people are in on those decisions? Is it just you, just the crew chief? How many? Is it a democratic process? How many people are in on that? I mean, it's kind of based on myself and and you know Chris Rice that call of racing leading the team. And, and then my crew chief, Jason, it was a kind of a decision that, you know, it's really up to them to, I'm out there just trying to go as fast as possible in, in whatever scenario that they want me to. Uh, but yeah, we, we played it out that tires were, so the way that that played out as well, it, it worked out perfect for the guys that pitted because tires were actually a pretty big deal at Indy. So even a couple of laps on those tires, uh, you know, you lost a little bit of speed. Well, they pitted and the caution came right out. So they didn't even have to run the extra two or three laps on the tires. So it was just a perfect storm of that scenario, the way it played out. And, you know, we still had an sh- outside shot and hell, the way it worked out. It's part of the reason why we won the regular season championship, because if we pit there, we don't get the 10 extra points uh, for winning that stage. So we still thought we had an outside shot to win the regular season. So we tried to take the points there and, and hope it worked out for us. And all that decision-making happens in three seconds, <laughs> 10 seconds, a minute. How how 
much time is involved in everybody screaming at each other the, over the radio. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's really a, probably at that point a two lap process where you're just trying to in those stages try to figure out okay should we should we do this or or who's gonna part of it also is okay who's gonna pit do we think enough guys are gonna pit that it doesn't put us that far back in the field and as I said it it wouldn't have been quite as bad I still don't think you know and you you also expect in the final stage you're gonna get a few yellows well we got no yellows in that final stage so it just got spread out but yeah I mean it's it's usually a lap or two process you what talked about scenarios guessing yeah I mean you talk about scenarios before the race but you also got to see the way the race is playing out mm -hmm. well the way you have played out for this weekend you're clearly in your easy chair you're on your couch you're at home you're back at charlotte and i like this situation that you guys have with this post-race plane you guys have a couple teams sharing a plane after every single race yeah it's actually a, a great uh the way it's set up, it's victory air and it's multiple planes. So you got multiple teams that are, are flying with each other. Um, you kind of get set on a plane that in the beginning of the year, these are the, the people you're flying with. So <laughs> it's great because you, you, you get done and, and you get to the plane and more often than not, you get home fairly quick. Uh, you know, Phoenix was a, the time, the, the time that our race ended and then the plane that we're on, we had to all go through, post-race tech for the championship car so yeah we got home at six in the morning and that was uh that was a long one for sure <laughs> and then what was the story you were telling us earlier about how austin Cindric wins a race and somebody asked you if you were mad at him for winning because of course you know the championship and your answer yeah no like so we fly with team penske uh in rcr most of the time so people would be like, oh, are you upset that Austin won today? I'm like, yeah, because now we have to wait for their ass on the plane. <laughs> so that's that's really the only anger that I had when he would win. I'm like, all of us would be like, ah. and But they were the same way when we won. So it was like, you know, that was a problem. I was like, you know, it, it, a couple of the racetracks, like we drove, like the Roval, you drive home. You're like, damn it. You don't even get to make them wait. Like everybody's driving home. <laughs> Brist Bristol's the same way, so. Out of my five wins, we got we got shortcut and railroaded on two of them. You know, they got to fly home or drive home on time. <laughs> you can make it up to them next year, you and Hemrick. Yeah, we'll try to, but you know, it's uh, it, it's a great it's a great way to fly home because it, it's everybody gets here quick and and you know you fly home and that's when you're racing thirty six times a year. You know that that extra even those extra few hours getting home makes a difference, especially to the crew people, because they're the ones that wake up Monday morning or going right back to the shop, getting the, the next week card ready. And uh, they don't get to bring a lot of family members. So it makes a big deal for them. AJ Almendinger joining us here in the Freak Nation Lucas Oil Studios. Is there a time when a driver or a crew member gets on that damn plane and they freaking reek because they didn't <laughs> shower? Or do you shower before you get on that snappy plane? Uh, more often than not, no, because I don't have a bus at the racetrack. Matt Collig and, and Chris Rice, they have buses, so they're they're nice enough that they allow us to, to shower if need be. But uh yeah, that, that plane's a little more funky flying home than it is on the way out there, you know. So uh everybody just and it's not a big plane, so you're crammed in there pretty good. So yeah, it's it's wow, a little you stinky. You know, especially that Phoenix flight home. That was stinky. Oh, you mix in some uh, sweat and dirt and champagne. Uh -huh. That thing really can get funky at that. Oh yeah, you know. And then 
people, you know, you get some crew people, they'll, they'll grab some Taco Bell or something on the way to the airport. <laughs> and it just, it funkifies that plane. But, funkifies. But, you know, the best part is everybody, you smell something and you start looking around and everybody else is like looking around like, it wasn't me. That was that, was, that wasn't me. I, I didn't do that. So, you know. You can't even open a window, can you? No, no. You just, it's a start. You just crunched in there and people are pointing at other people like, oh, that smells from that person over there. I'm always like, I'm always like, God bless it, Tara. Really? Another one? <laughs> I don't think the, I don't think the crew crew, uh, you know, the college racing crew believes me when I'm like that. <laughs> oh, they're around you enough. They know they, they know your your smells, your stinks. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Hey, uh, AJ Allmendinger here in the Freak Nation. An interesting comparison with Kyle Larson winning the championship. And I think everybody agrees that he should have, and he, of course, is your NASCAR Cup championship, overcame that uh, racial slur, was suspended from NASCAR, kicked off Ganassi. And now that I'm talking to you, I think about the time when you had the issue with the the drug or whatever the hell it was, where you lost your the, ride. The five, and it was a five-year-old drug. Yes, right. The, exactly. The yeah. It wasn't even a cool drug. It was an Adderall. That, yeah. that, you know, that was the worst part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Next right. time, next time, just go with some acid, will you? Listen, yeah. Uh, but I think about that. That your road to redemption has been interesting to follow since that. And now, same with Kyle Larson. Is there? Is there any comparison there of like, I'm going to prove these sons of bitches wrong that I can drive and that what I did wasn't that bad or look what I can do now? Well, I, no, I mean, I, I don't know on my end. I mean, Kyle Larson to me has always been one of the baddest drivers on the planet. I mean, we see it doesn't matter what he gets in, like he can wheel the hell out of a race car. And I love, he's, he's honestly my favorite driver to watch to you know, whether it's on dirt or on pavement. Everything that he does, he can win in. So I don't think there's a question on Kyle Larson about, okay, I'm going to prove to to them that I can drive again. Like, I mean, it. all he did was leave NASCAR and won, like, what, 60 <laughs> times last year? Right. So, I mean, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't in the sense that, you know, he has to go out there and prove to it. Now, at the same point, we all make mistakes. Nobody's perfect in the world. And, and you know, I always feel like it's okay to – obviously the certain certain level of the mistake but if you make a mistake and you learn from it then it's okay uh if you make that mistake and then you make the mistake again and then you make it again and again then of course then it's your own fault so you know it that's part of it and, and mm -hmm. kyle for sure media wise and probably personally took a lot of hit and was tough but it, it's awesome to see what he's done because I, as I said, I mean, he's he's such a, a race car driver. Uh, he's the, one of the nicest guys, too, off the racetrack. Like, I always enjoyed talking to him. So it, it's really cool to see what he's done this year. And for sure, winning the championship today, uh, the most deserving championship, I feel like, out of everybody. Because, I mean, he dominated the season. That domination, there wasn't any, I don't know, expectation of that when he was running at Ganassi. He gets to Hendrick and just takes over the championship in the series. Do cars make that much difference? Teams make that much difference? You're winning at a, a, a not a minor team, but a lesser resource team. Do cars make that much difference? Well, I think if you ask Matt Colligan the amount of money he's spending, I don't think it's a less resource team for sure. Now, I would say it's less experience. So things like last night, uh, 
that's what we learned from. You 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 got to get to these championship races as a newer team and and learn where you lack and how you got to be better. And uh, of course, you'd like to go out there and win it the first time, and that's always the goal. But you know, last year Justin Haley did a good job. I think it was kind of, uh, you know, he backdoored his way in. He did a great job through the playoffs and and got where he needed to to uh, to be to get to Phoenix. But I think we all showed up at College Racing thought, okay, you know, it, it's uh, this is a bonus. And obviously this year we won some more races, but you still got to learn how to get there. And then once you get there, what it takes to go win that championship. So I don't think we're, we're definitely not less a resource, but we're, we need the experience and hopefully that experience for next year, we come back and we can make the final four and we know what to do when we get to Phoenix, but yeah, it's better cars make a difference. I don't care what series you're in, right? We see in formula one, we see, you know, IndyCar, that's what I love about IndyCar racing. They keep the rules tight enough where I think all these teams, you put the right driver in it, especially on a road course, they can go up there and, and win a race or, or at least get on the pony and run up front. Uh, you know, NASCAR being more of an oval-based series, for sure. You know, a better race car helps. And Ganassi, no, no disrespect to Chip. I mean, he's done so much in motorsports and, you know, all the stuff that he's done for NASCAR – uh, to, to see him not be there next year is going to be a little strange, but he's done so much for the motorsports world, but on the cup side of it, he's never had the, the best team. He's ne it's not been a bad team, but Hendrick's always been kind of the pinnacle. And you see when Kyle Larson gets there and, and the Chevys have found something, you know, over the last couple of years, found something with this aero package. And when you get the right car and the right driver, it can, can be uh, pretty deadly for the rest of the field. Your TV piece yesterday, pre-Xfinity race, was interesting to me because you got into college racing, there were zero trophies. And now look, there's tons and it's growing. And like you just said, it's not necessarily about the resources. I mean, resources help, but it's the experience. Experience continues to make teams better. You guys next year, you and Hemrick, if you don't get in the final four, is that a disappointment? Yeah. For sure. I mean, I'll, I'll say that right now. I mean, it, it's the ultimate goal is to, to go out there and, and try to win just as many races and if not more. Uh, there's areas we definitely have to improve on to find more speed in our race cars. It, but that's what I'm excited about having Daniel come to the team because, you know, part of at College Racing really over the last couple of years, if you look at myself and Justin Haley and even Ross to a certain degree, you know, he had a few races in, in the Ganassi Xfinity car that he's really fast in. But other than that, he hadn't had really Xfinity cars that had been very competitive until he got to college racing. So you're bringing in somebody that's now a champion, but more importantly, is run it. Let's what well, Daniel, this would be at least his fourth different uh, organization that he's going to run mm. for in the Xfinity series. I believe he's run for wow. RPR, ran for junior some and then. Obviously, it gives all all time or full season this year. So he's bringing in a different experience level, something that the three of us, all we've driven is is college Xfinity cars when it mm -hmm. comes to the series. So he can kind of feel it out and help us out and say, okay, this is what was better about certain cars. This is what makes our cars good. So if we don't go to the final four, it will for sure be a disappointment. But it's the same thing. Once you get there, you got to execute and. And hopefully if you do that, you're the champions, but that's a, that's a long ways to get there. And we got to uh, clean up some stuff, but 
definitely build on what we've done this year. Well, in the meantime, when will we find out when you may become Mr. America? Oh, boy. Oh, that's true. Uh, well, Tara leaves Thursday to Vegas, and they start going through everything. And then it's the following weekend that it's uh, on that Saturday night that it is held. So I'll know by Sunday if I get to change the uh, name over my doors for next year to Mr. America instead of just AJ. That's lame. <laughs> Well, of course, we're talking about your again. Your your wife is Miss North Carolina, and we've got to again. Not everybody knows AJ's life, so okay, we've got to sell it that okay. the fact that uh, he does have a better better half. That, that might way be better, of, yeah, way better. Yeah, it's like Kenny. Kenny, like Kenny, talks to me like like he doesn't know what that's like. Mm. <laughs> I, mean, look, I mean, look, like like look at him, like and then then you see Crash, like really, like he's like, oh yeah, AJ's way better. Half. Come on, man. Call a spade a spade here. <laughs> okay, let's do. <laughs> yeah, awkward. Listen, I have no problem sitting in the back seat, bro. I have no problem. <laughs> when we started this thing, that might have been a problem, but now I'm in the back seat, man. <laughs> God. Without a doubt. Hey, what is that? What's a what's in store for AJ as far as sports cars? go for the 2022 season uh that's a good question uh, i got to talk to to my bro mike shank really this week or or after petite their final race of the seasons next weekend uh you know it, it's something that i've been very lucky for a lot of reasons driving for mike for so long but you know with this partnership with with honda and acura like they honda has allowed me to drive their their cars for a while now when it came to the gt cars and then the prototype this year at Daytona. But, you know, I always fully understand that, you know, they have relationships with, with certain drivers and they're IndyCar drivers. So, uh, you know, if it comes that one of them kind of gets put into the seat, I, I completely understand it. So I got to talk to Mike and kind of see where we're at. But, you know, the answer is always yes if, if Mike asked me to drive for him. What about television? Well, that's that's funny, Statman. That's, uh, you know, I didn't do a lot of it this year. And, and I think part of that with NBC is – trying to get back into somewhat being normal again when it comes to, to COVID protocol and them doing their thing with, uh, with the people that work with them and full-time, but they've always been open and, and honest with me that they want me to still do some broadcasting. And that's something I'm open to next year, doing more of it. We were talking about it last week. I'm still actually contracted to them too. So oh. it, it's, this racing thing has been great getting back, doing this full time and, and being with Call Racing. And, and hopefully we still have a few more years to to go at it. But I love the broadcasting side of it. And that's something that I would enjoy continuing to do. And, and hopefully we can do more of it again next year. Let me ask you a personal question here. The I'm, I don't know if you have an agent for television, but people in television normally have agents that are out there flogging you all around the world are you do you have an agent that's flogging you or are you out there banging on the doors yourself oh, i'm just out there banging on the doors myself man you can see me right now like i'm pretty worn out from out there busting my butt you know trying to look for gigs so um you know agents they just they just take money so no, I they like show to, you the money no well sometimes but you know, they also take take the money as well. So yeah. we just 
we keep it we keep it in the old Almendinger household. Again, you're back with colleague in the Xfinity series. Did you have an opportunity to to prior to signing again for 2022 to go into into Cup or is this is this your choice because it's just you're it's not as bonkers running Xfinity, which is it is in in the Cup series. Yeah, for sure. It, it's you know I definitely wanted to be back with Call Racing for however long they want me to be. It, it's something that we've like the the growth of the organization. I enjoy being a part of that and trying to just do my small part to try to make the team better. You know, when it came to the Cup side of it, Kenny, it was one of those things that I I just told them I was open to whatever they wanted. If they said, we want you to be full-time cup as the second car, then I said, okay, I'm willing to do that. Wow. They, we, we talked about it and kind of said, the Xfinity program is really important still because obviously the cup program starting full-time, like there's going to be some growing pains for sure. And you want to have that, that Xfinity organi like organization and team be strong because you still want you know, that, that system to, to help young drivers come to our race team in the Xfinity Series and then still have that, that chance to go to Cup. You know, all of the, the Gibbs and what they do. And, and, you know, to me, even a little bit, the junior motorsports for Hendrick and then what Team Penske has done for so long. So it's – Chris Rice is very open. He said, you know, I would love for you to do Xfinity again just to keep trying to make the program stronger wow. so we can keep having that growth for for – in Xfinity and for Cups, so I, it's true. Like I'm willing to do whatever they want me to do. I'm having a lot of fun with it, and you know, going out there and contending to win races every weekend makes it even more enjoyable. I before like we, how. Go ahead, Stepman. Yeah, before we get away from here, it what you just said, and what it appears is that uh, Xfinity Series might become a destination series for some. That at one time it was a ladder, but. It seems like now more people are deciding to go there and stay there and race for a championship there and are happy with that. I mean, I, it's, I think as a, if you're, you know, young and, and you're up and coming, it's a stepping stone and that's what it should be. But there's also opportunities to, if you get with the right team, you look at Justin Allgaier at junior motorsports, you can even look at Elliot Sadler, you know, several years ago where you find a home. And it's a fun series to be a part of. The cars are really fun to drive. You get a lot of young talent in there that you got to, you know, keep learning to, to go compete against. So, you know, I think it's a little bit of both. And that that's, it's important to have that. You know, it, it's, there's only so many quality cup rides that if you get with a mid-pack team or a, a back marker team, you know, a team that, that doesn't have a lot of funding, I mean, it, it can be tough and it, and it can be not a lot of fun. It it's, we go out there to race to, to go out there and compete and try to win races, no matter what series you're in. So uh, I think it can be used as both. And it, it's honestly probably been like that for a long time. I like hearing how your legacy may very well be. I mean, there's still a long way to go, but it may be b helping to build Michael Shank racing and colleague racing into powerhouses. I mean, without you, neither one of those teams would be where they are now and in the future. It's pretty cool. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know about Mike Shank. I mean, he's uh, it's me and him have, have helped each other out a lot. I mean, when there's times when I was down and I just needed to drive, he would let me he'd bring me in. And there was times where they didn't have any money and they couldn't pay anything. And I was there like so. That's 
part of our, our brothership and, and why I feel like he's always and always will be one of my best friends and, and a brother to me. Uh, it's just, it's fun to see Mike finally have some, some longevity and success where for so long he was just trying to find guys that could bring some money and, and keep the team going. Now the partnership that he's got with Honda and Acura and the IndyCar teams and the sports car teams, like, I just love seeing that, you know, in college, it, 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 it's part of, like I said, in that NBC piece, like when you walk into a place like driving for team Penske and, you know, Richard Petty and teams like that, where you walk in and you see all the trophies and, and everything around the building, all the pictures like that's special because you're a part of something. When you walk into a team like college racing, where there's not really any banners up and you can help starting putting banners there and building a legacy and, and really trying to help the growth of the team. That's also a lot of fun. And that's what I'm really enjoying about what I'm doing now. Wait, Who's going to cook the turkey for Thanksgiving? <laughs> uh, probably my mom. Oh. My parents live 10 minutes from me. So probably uh -huh. my mom. Nobody's in Cali anymore? No, no Cali. So we got still got still got some friends there and stuff like that. But, yeah, my parents moved out here a, a few years ago. And uh, so, yeah, probably mom. Nice. They knock on the door for grandbabies. Yeah, stop they come, this. They come get Zena, the the French bulldog. Yeah. That's the grand puppy. <laughs> Who's Mister Tickles? Where Where's the cat? Come on. Well, T Tickles, you know he he's not like Zena loves Grandma and Grandpa. Like she like you tell them she's all about it. You know Tickles, mm. it's a cat, so he's like nah, ah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Still though, cats rule. Cats rule. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Let's not yep, go yep, down yep. that road. Yeah. Statman, just don't you shake your head, Statman. Mm -hmm. no. Stop, stop it. <laughs> Statman's like, like, I'm not going to go there. Yeah, no, no I'm no, going to go no. there. Cats roll. Brother, uh, it's great seeing you here over the weekend. All right, man. Well, and, hey, uh, man. You, you make sure you stay off of mountain bikes and mm -hmm. <laughs> anything. You know, you're pretty old now, so don't be true. You know, you could you could bust a hip by just trying to walk up a hill. So you be careful, okay? <laughs> I was looking at Justin Allgaier the other day. I thought, damn, he's even taller than AJ. <laughs> hey, you know, it, it, I hated being short until I sat next to, to my boy Jay Will on a plane out to our first race together. And I was like, you know what? My height's pretty good now. I'm yeah. not going to cry about it. That poor guy, man. When we'd be on a plane, I was like, yeah, His I'm all legs good. Were good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I watched Cindric get out of that freaking car. Of course, I think of Justin Wilson, but that's just got to be bonkers being that damn tall in any kind of compartment like a race car. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I give him give him crap all the time. I have no idea how he does it. Like mm -hmm. you see his in car cam, like his legs are above the steering wheel at times, and I, like you know, Jay. Well, I used to look. I mean, he sat on the tub. It was like, you know, we. I'd have this like this. 12 pound seat poured for myself because it was so thick and i mean like like he had like i don't know if it was evil even legal amount of foam but he would sit on the tongue so yeah i don't know how they do it all right buddy uh it's always a pleasure thanks for taking time out man we'll uh we'll regroup later oh sounds good have me back anytime you want me to pump you up kenny yeah, it's typically, uh, I can't get it around here, man. I cannot get it. I mean, I got to go down to the post office to feel better. Wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, <laughs>
I don't even know what the hell that means. It sure felt good. I have no idea that. either. <laughs> what do you get? Free stamps or what? What is it like? I like I don't get it. I, I just <laughs> I don't know. I just is either that or I go to up to you know Safeway and talk to talk to the checker boy or soccer boy. I don't know. Come on, let's get the hell out of here. We're <laughs> small right, talking. This is, this is yeah. All right. Let's, 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 <laughs> I'm gonna leave now before I get caught up in this yeah. and you know i have to explain to sponsors on no i'm done so thanks guys. yeah all yeah. right <laughs> love you brother Later. see, see ya. <laughs>